0: What's up, Coach? You're listening to the PT Profit Podcast, episode number 253. Today, I'm breaking down the truth about objections and how to overcome them without pressure or being seen as sleazy. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hi, I'm Beverly Simpson So what's up coach? Thank you so much for joining me in another episode today of the Beauty Profit Podcast. So what I wanted to come in here today and connect with you all on is is a a couple of things. And this is really, this came from last week's episode. So I don't know if you heard how to make your enrollment process really powerful. I'll link this up inside the Facebook group so that you can easily access it. Cause it was, it was a really, really good episode, and I got a lot of the ends and questions about it. and the accelerators were asking me inside the program, you know, do we have to do sales goals? Is this something that we have to do? And sales calls, enrollment process, clarity questions, right? It doesn't it doesn't or clarity calls, kickoffs, whatever it is that you call the the sales mechanism that is designed to remove resistance, which is what we're talking about today, the truth about objections. So do you have to do that? So, and I've really gone back and forth about this. And uh, as someone who has been in sales, I guess, if you want to call it that for the last, I don't know, 15 years. And the reason why I say you want to call it that is because the truth is we're selling all the time. And so what I want you to do is invite and really ask yourself, you know, what is causing the angst around having or calling it a sales call? what is what is uncomfortable about a sales call what what are the mistakes and misconceptions that you're operating from regarding a sales call okay so do you have to have it so the answer is no I mean, I'm sure you can think of something where, I mean, do you get on a sales call when you go into the grocery store? Chances are no. And I you probably can point to one or more things that you have purchased in your life that did not require a sales call. So the answer is no. But what I do want you to recognize, if you haven't already, is that there was still a sales mechanism, meaning there was still an opportunity, a place for you to see all the components of the offer, and for you to work through any and all resistance, aka objections, whether it was fast or slow or fast or done unconsciously, where you were evaluating, is the asking investment going to bring back 10 times the value measured against the cost of not getting started? So, so if you're getting if you're like me and also getting swept up in this, in this sense of, oh, I could just do a webinar, I could just do a masterclass, or I could go live on social, all of the selling components that I break down inside of last week's episode of enrollment process, that still applies. This episode that we're talking about today, what we're doing when it comes to removing resistance. It still applies. The only difference is that when you do it one-to-one and you connect deeply with the person that's on the other side of the camera, on the other side of the table, on the other side of the phone, now you're going to be able to use the words and the language and the messaging components that they are giving you. You just plug and play it into your process. So all this context to say that regardless of whether or not you do a masterclass, a webinar, a post, or you do any type of making a case for your offer, for your next step, it is going to require you to overcome objections. And so what I like to call this and what I like to talk about when I'm talking about overcoming objections, and I'm putting that in in quotes is because we also have to address the feelings that people feel when it comes to feeling sleazy. I don't want to feel sleazy. And there are four core reasons why people tend to feel sleazy. And the truth, I've fallen into some of these at some point. Number one is that we sell at inopportune times. So that's like being the person at the bar that goes up to the bar to the girl that's like, Hey, hey, you want, can I buy a drink? Can I get, want to get married? Want to get married when, when they're just like sitting, chilling, and there's been no conversation. It's been like an inopportune ask. And we've all had experiences of that where people slide into our DMs and they don't even know our name. And they're like, hey girl, got this great opportunity. You want to buy a thousand million followers? Like we've all had that experience where they are selling in an inopportune time. This is selling without permission. The next reason that people feel sleazy and icky is that there is a lack of listening. And I have been hearing this a lot as I'm as I've been coaching accelerators and building my sales team, which is that sometimes when we have done so many calls, a hundred million cajillion calls, or we've done kickoffs, or we or whatever, we've we've had what feels like the same conversation over and over again, we stop listening. And when we stop listening, we start to speak as if we already know what the other person's gonna say. And when people feel heard, they feel seen and they often feel loved. So it's not even about confirmation bias where they need to believe that you're right or that you need to be right. It's really just about acknowledging and being present and hearing what it is this person is saying right now. Now, experience is a double-edged sword because our brain is specifically designed to automate things in our mind so that we can become unconsciously competent and save time. And so when your mind, when your mind is trying to automate things and we start to see repetition, well, we try, we we run the risk of not listening. And then sometimes we lack empathy. And that lack of empathy is, is pretty, this is the third reason why people start to feel sleazy, like where, where we don't want to leave our clients, our potential clients from this enrollment process, from this enrollment conversation, like bad about themselves. We're not putting people in fear. We're not saying that this is going to happen to you if you don't do this, that's fear mongering cuz we don't know the future that's that's not what we're saying so it's it's not that that's that's not what we're doing we're not saying we all have the same 24 hours in a day and and you and if i can do it you can do it right that's that's not what we're doing lacking empathy is where people start to get into trouble. And then the fourth thing is like selling snake oil. And if you're here and you're listening to this, or you're live with me on Facebook right now, and you're watching this, oh my gosh, I see some people saying hi. And you're watching this online and you are wondering, you know, am I selling snake oil? Chances are you're not, right? This is when people start to feel like I'm a fraud and they start to feel like, oh my gosh, what I'm doing isn't worth it. Or, or it's not, no one's going to invest in it, right? That is when people start to feel like, you know, or, or they're selling something with the intention of hurting someone. And you are not, chances are that is not you. You are not doing that. So I just want to acknowledge that you might be feeling sleazy. And, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because if your resistance... Notice how I'm using that word. If your resistance around having the sales conversation is because I, am, I don't want to do them because I don't want to be sleazy, then I want to invite you to really look at that. What is causing you to resist doing these sales conversations? Because I also want to... Offer to you that when you when you don't do these sales calls, or or rather, if you are feeling like, oh, I just want to launch, or I just want to do, you know, I I, I want to just do one masterclass or or whatnot. What so- calls can do for you, silent sales can do for you is give you the opportunity to practice your messaging over and over and over and over in almost an invisible capacity so that you can get the reps that you need because success is not about time. Success is about reps and the invisible components like belief in yourself by skill acquisition, by, by, you know, Doing the reps, taking the action that's needed in order to get success, and then also moving through the failures faster. That's honestly some of the core difference. I'm sure there's more and I've written about it, but I wanted to just acknowledge that and recognize that, give you that context before we dive into the truth about objections and what it means to overcome objections. Because part of the experience of feeling sleazy. There's a, there's a final way. I said there was four, and there's a final way that people feel like this is sleazy, and I want to discuss this because it's really important to this conversation, which is they won't take no for an answer. And if you're not taking no for an answer, this feels like there's a line here for a lot of people. And this is another component when people are like, I don't want to be sleazy, I don't want to be pushed, I don't want to blah 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 blah. Okay. So, and I've been seeing a lot, I've done a lot of training, I've done this for many, many years. Here's where we're going to start talking about this conversation around not taking no for an answer. Because what I want you to recognize when we are talking about objections, let's just break down what that is. Okay, first of all first of all, first of all, objections is resistance. And there's really only three categories of real resistance that we're dealing with. Okay. You're going to see resistance come up in process, come up in person and come up in, in resources. Okay. So what, does that mean okay that means that people are going it, it's going to be that yeah but yeah i want to do this but and the way that that and what i also want you to recognize and realize is that every single person even your go-getters even your ones that are already yes if they're already yes they've worked through these resistance components already so you are you're It is a requirement to work through resistance. And so what does that mean? Your brain is specifically designed to keep you safe, right? So you've got that, that you've got your ego, and I don't mean your arrogance ego, but it's that lizard component of your brain that is 100% habitual. So anytime we're going to make a change at any level, anytime we're going to do some type of, something different that's going to cause us to get a little bit uncomfortable, we activate that sympathetic nervous system. And I probably don't have to tell you that already. So what that happens when that happens is your brain is literally preparing you for, for stress, for fight, flight, freeze, for, we need to protect the, we need to protect the, I was, I said the baby, but we need to protect the body. Okay. Even if it's something that's good for you. And I'm, and probably if you really sat and thought about it as you're listening to this or watching this live and you thought to yourself, like, hasn't, you know, when I knew I was going to do something that was scary or exciting that you too have gone through this experience of the yeah, buts. it's normal. And so as someone who is connecting, you know, as someone who you, like me, are facilitating a transformation in this experience. And so when that happens, it means that your people are coming here for information. You're facilitating a transformation and you are demonstrating, not just telling, you are demonstrating how this is processed. What you're going to do is going to transform and change their lives. You will inevitably have to work through resistance. When this comes up, this is not about like, oh, my gosh, I've done all my messaging perfectly. I've done all my presentations perfectly. And so that should mean I should not have resistance. No. In fact, when you get resistance, it means that you have done things, quote unquote, well because you are shifting their perspective and facilitating a transformation for them. And inevitably, we're going to be dealing with resistance. Resistance shows up in process. Resistance shows up to self and resistance to resources, time, energy, effort, and money. And when you can get it down to, essentially, another way to say this is fear, money, logistics. Okay, and I didn't make that up. That's from one of my mentors, Bill Walsh, who talked about, three core objections, but resistance really a resistance is really around process, self and resources. That's what they're musing on. And it becomes our job as a transformation coach essentially to communicate through that. And so what it means to communicate through that is to be the guide by asking the right questions sharing the right amount of information and giving them the right amount of support for them, the client, to come to a decision. To decide comes from the Latin word desideri, I think is what it's called. Hopefully I, 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 I said that right, but it means to kill off all other options. To kill off. So literally to stop, and I use those words intentionally for those of you who know me and who've been hanging around here for a while is that the power of words I use intentionally oh, and with thought, messaging is the jam. Okay, so to kill off, I use not passively, I use it with the, with the brevity that it, that it deserves. But that's what we are helping our clients do—to decide. And it does not mean no, you suck. This is awful, or and no forever, or to help them decide to say yes. It is literally to help them get off the one that all the stuff you never purchased, and or it's your Amazon, you know, even your cart, all the stuff that you you're not going to purchase when you when you're on the fence, when you're not making a decision, it means you're not present to what's at stake. And that's what we are doing in these conversations that we're having with these people, okay? So, and your people. So how do we do that? And how do we do that in a way that doesn't come off sleazy and that doesn't come off pressure-free or and, and put pressure on people? So this is why in our sales process, we really create permission-based. Everything is permission-based and pressure-free, because not taking no for an answer is not empowering. I don't want anyone to come into my world to feel like I was forced. Okay. So I would never do that and never my intention to do that, but I will fight for you. And what I mean by that, and I don't mean like fight for you to say yes. I mean, fight for your dreams because to me, when I was When I was first starting my business, I was really in this like negative space of feeling like I'm doing all the right things and nothing's working. And and I, you know, I just was in this really negative space. And it was really easy for people to want to, you know, give up on coaching me. Because probably if it were me, I probably would have wanted to give up on coaching me too. But it wasn't until I found that coach who spoke to my potential instead of the garbage I was bringing into the room that I was able to really just get, unlock that, unlock everything that was on the other side for me instead of staying stuck in the mud and feeling negative and bad all the time. This was when infinite possibilities started to open up for me. And when I started to actually start to think about possibility instead of problem. So this is what I like to do for my potential clients in the call and what I am inviting you to do in this enrollment process. And yesterday when we were working through objections inside of accelerator, because this is, is that I felt like, you know, when people have, people have these misconceptions of feeling like, Oh, this is just a selling about me and I'm going to pitch and, and it's just, I'm going to be forced to sell. And that's not what's happening at all. It it feels like a coaching call, because it's it's helping your client get present to the truth about what's happening now and move them to the possibility plan, the possibility path instead of the problem. Because the truth is you and I are going to get off this call. And I said this last night, you and I are going to get off this call right now. And, and this is not about me. Nothing in my life is going to change. And the truth is neither is yours. And that is powerful for your potential client to get present to. So this is an example of, hey, you know, this is the present. This this is an example of getting present to the truth. It's not about putting them in fear. And if you're ever curious and wondering, like, am I putting them in fear? What I want, the way that you can navigate that is just always stick to the facts. We don't know what's going to happen in the future. Just stick to the facts. Nothing's going to change as of right now. If you don't make a different decision, whether it's this or whether it's not, whether it's whether it's work with me or not, this isn't that's it's not about like you have to do this or your life's going to suck. No, it's but it, we all can probably agree that if you want something different, something different has to change whether it's you being and stepping into a different energy of being a different identity, whether it's you doing something different, but in order to have something different, we have to change something. And and that's a fact we can't, we can't get past that. So it's not about putting people in fear. Okay. So food for thought, and we're coming up with communicating through resistance. And it's also imperative that we address it because if we don't address it we are we aren't fighting for your client's dreams and since we know that it's going to come up because the brain's going to try and protect your client we have to address it so that is one of our favorite questions right how are we going to address it so first of all if we boil it down and we really boil down the core resistance The three, the first one, let's talk about resistance to process. And then the second one we're going to talk about is resistance to self. Okay. Now resistance to self is fear. And so what do I mean by that? Okay. And, and honestly, resistance to process is also fear. And so what does that mean? Okay. So if we're talking about you know, if we're talking about resistance around process, okay, in terms of logistics, maybe some, let's talk about it in terms of like, let's talk about, you know, process resistance in terms of logistics. How much time is it going to take to, you know, I don't have the time in my schedule to watch all the training, to go to coaching calls, to, to, you know, do it or, or to execute, to implement, Okay. And sometimes when they say that, we need to just make sure that we're getting down to the root. Okay. So what's causing them to say that? What is causing them to say that they don't have time? Because the truth is they don't have time not to, if we're putting it into the context of their dreams, of your dreams, right? So that could be, you know, logistic conversation around process, but if that is coming up, I want to uncover, right? Go deeper, go deeper more on the process. What is causing them? Like maybe they've had experiences of doing a process before and so they have evidence that it's not going to work. So that's fear, fear of the process not going to work. How do we overcome that? Well, ask them powerful questions. Like, I don't know, how many of you are married and or or in a very serious relationship? Are you, is that the first person you've ever kissed? Chances are probably not. Could you imagine what your life would be like if you quit after the first kiss, right? So getting them present to other areas in their life where they've had similar experiences that didn't work out and that was a good thing, okay? Other ways that you can really help them you know, overcome or, or communicate, shift their perspective through resistance around the process. But before we, you know, other ways that you can do that is, is really just speaking. And and this is going to vary in terms of your process, right? So this is part of why we do things so customized inside of accelerator, because everybody's process is a little bit different. So, It's really just going to be about like getting to the, what is the actual fear of the process not working for them and them getting on board with that. And when they can really connect to that and realize and get to 10 out of 10, and you have to just keep asking them. So, okay, money aside, if this program, do you feel this program can get you to the specific goal that you talked about today? get them back to having that yes conversation. Ask them why, get them talking about all the reasons why. Then they're selling themselves. It's the subconscious self-self. And now the same thing is true when it comes to, you know, now we can start talking about when they have fear of self, meaning like, I can't do it. I'm new. What if I, you know, I've done this before and it didn't work. And what if, You know, and instead of blaming the process, they're blaming themselves. And so we're going to have to, we're going to have to help your people see that they're going to be supported. What, what is your process to help them see that they can do it? And so here's what I like to do for my people. Okay. And I'm getting better at this as sometimes my accelerators, if they're still here, they can, they can share that it can feel really overwhelming, right? Is that we want people and your people might need this too, right? Especially if they've been trying all these things to prioritize their health in the, you know, the, in the last whatever years, and they might need this too, which is, can you get them on board with one small change? So here's where you, you know, you begin to bind them like, okay, and this is another example of getting them present to what's at stake. So do you think that, you know, what you've been doing is working or do you think you can just make some small changes? And now they're starting to build confidence in themselves that it's not going to be overwhelming, daunting. That it's literally just, even if they've got to go to point Z, we got to get them confident and competent and confidence comes from competence, but get them competent from going from A to B, from B to C, C to D. One small step. A marathon is a ran by one foot in front of the other over and over and over fast. So that's what we need to help your clients see, communicate through that resistance so that they start to get back to the yes and they start to build into, you know, they start to go back to the yes conversation and they start to build in confidence in themselves that they can do it. So. Let's talk about resistance to resources, and honestly, I probably should do, I wanted to talk about the truth about, I wanted to talk about the truth about resistance, give you some context before we even dive into this, and I probably could make this into a full-on series and give you episodes on each one of these topics, let me know if you're here in the catching the replay, or you are listening on on Apple or anywhere where you're listening to this podcast episode. If this is something you would want me to go deeper on, just let me know. Send me a message. Put it in the group. Let me know. But what we want to be talking about when it comes to resources, where people tell you, "I don't have enough time," "I don't have any money," and I don't have any, or or not even that I don't have any money. They just tell you that it is about money. Or the only objection you get is money. What we have to be able to do is we have to uncover the root cause of the resistance. Because sometimes people will say to you, "Well, I just don't have enough. I can't afford it. It's too expensive." Well, it's too expensive compared to what? Is that really the resistance that they're having? And so we need to get we need to get to the root of it. So when they tell you, "Oh, I just can't afford it," okay, people are cool, cool, cool we're going to acknowledge everything they say. Yes, yes, yes. I totally get it. I'm with you. I agree. I agree. I agree. Uh, So, you know, just so I'm clear before I let you get off the call or before I let you go or not let you get off, you can do whatever you want, but before I let you go, I want to just make sure I answer any and all questions just to see if I can help you. So let's just put money aside. So we're taking the money resistance off the table. Just put it back off the table. You know, if this was free or you had 10K in your hand right now and you knew that you could do it, take money off the table. Do you think this process can help you on a scale of one to 10? Yeah. Get to the root. Oh, okay, great. So then it's fair to say that it's not really about the money that we still have some questions about the process. And will this work for you? Am I right? Yes. Okay, great. You said that, not me. And I'm not going to say that to them, but this is this is an example. Okay, great. And then start working through that period. Go back to that process. Then when you get them so solid on the process again, then then we can start being like, okay, great. Then we can start work through, working through the money resistance, which is like, all right, so you know what, let's have an open and honest conversation. Because if if it really is just making the investment work for you, then we'll come up with a custom plan. Because at the end of the day, if it really is just logistics around the money in terms of like, well, I got to move this around, I got to move this around, or I got to do blah, 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 then great, make it work. Then you can make that work. But if they're telling you that it's money, but it really is because they're saying, oh, I'm I'm not seeing the full value of what the asking investment is then we need to go back to the discovery phase and we need to go back to the communication phase and we need to figure that out but if there's if they're like yeah no this is the way they're going to they're they're going to they're going to be your client and if it really is about the matter of money then you you all will sort that out but the truth is that most people will tell you that it's money when that's not really the real resistance that's not the real objection so, get to the root, and then the money objection becomes easy. The reason why the money objection can feel so easy for so many people is that because that's not the real objection so and the same is true around you know, partner, my wife, my husband, I need to think about it and get to the root and what we want to do is anytime somebody remember go back to go back to what I said earlier in the beginning of this episode when I said, you know when I talked about, you know, listening and empathizing. So we want to acknowledge that we heard what they said. We're not going to go right in and attack. Well, what do you need to think about? Now, if you've, you know, chances are you've heard and had those conversations before. So, or, or been told to talk about it like that. But what we really want to do is we want to say something, you know, we want to acknowledge and we want to say, okay, yeah, I definitely get it. You know, and you know, you are absolutely entitled to go and think about it. And so, you know, just curious before I let you go, you know, when you go to, you know, when you go away to have a think or when you go away to think about what, you know, what is it specifically that you're thinking about just so that I can help. Now it's back in the context of helping this person get clarity. That's what we're doing. Get clarity and come to a decision for themselves. And what I really hope you take away from this episode is that it's not about you. It's about your client saying yes to themselves and getting out of the problem. That's what we are doing inside of this process. And what we are doing in communicating through the resistance. So we talked about resi- we talked about resistance in the process, resistance and self, and then resistance to the resources and ways to really overcome this. Okay. So what I want to do from here is I, I have a coaching call. So what I'll do in the, in the next episodes, if y'all are like, well, yeah, show me how to do it. Show me how to do it. Then what I'm going to do is you'll just let me know inside of Facebook, or you can send me a DM if you're listening to this episode on on Apple or wherever, or, you know, through the podcast, then just send me a message. Let me know what are the biggest things, questions that come up regarding resistance for you, whether you're doing a many-to-many training or like a challenge, or when you're doing um, objections on a call, or when you're doing it in a webinar, how do you communicate through resistance? What are the biggest questions you have about resistance? And what we'll do is we'll do some practicing here inside of the group. And then we'll put the put it in the podcast because I'll give you a framework. I'll help you work through this. But really, it comes down to practicing it. And so if you have questions on that, then let me know because maybe we'll start to we'll start to do some practicing here. And then we do and we do a lot of practicing, which my accelerators will tell you. We do practicing inside of of the program because honestly I want you to I want you to practice it, it it becomes doing reps this is why I'm I've moved to a evergreen model or a hybrid model if you will because launching is cool and having the energy and momentum of people participating in things like that's amazing I love that as well and I need the reps of practicing of of practicing facilitating transformation, so so that people say yes to themselves. People who are brand new, like get the reps of communicating, get the reps of of actually of of actually connecting and talking to people. Okay, so with that said, thanks so much for hanging out with me today, and I'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the PT Profit Podcast.